Welcome to this Moving Panels One Shot. Let's have a nerdy little conversation. And today, uh, joining with me, I've got two of my co-hosts. Uh, so first up, please welcome, uh, it's been a minute since he's been on the, the show, but please welcome Justin Baker. How are you, Justin? Good. How are you? Always a privilege and a pleasure to be on here. Oh, yeah. And you are actually the reason we're doing this one shot. I'll let you talk about that in a minute. And then also joining us from the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast, it's Mr. Tim Williams. How are you, Tim? I am well. Thank you for asking and glad to be here. Oh, always a pleasure. Uh, so, you know, I always like to throw out like, hey, guys, what do you want to talk about <laughs> to my co-host for these one shots? And Justin came up with an idea. So, Justin, why don't you, you let everybody know what are we going to talk about today? Today, the topic that came to me is, is there too much in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Um, this actually spawned from a meme my wife sent me on social media of a, uh, I don't know if y'all have seen this, the guy on the park bench with his son, and the little kid's like, well, Dad, I want to watch the new Thor movie. And he tells his son, well, sorry, son, you have to watch all these 20-something movies and 15 TV shows to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been several memes. I've seen the one of a uh, guy sitting in a theater, and it's like, imagine the person in, I don't know what year they put, like 2041, who realizes that they won't understand the Marvel movie without watching you know, 57 previous movies. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about... That as the MCU has grown and as it continues on, is there starting to be a disconnect? Fans, when it started off, fans may not have known who Iron Man was. But when they watched the Iron Man movie, they didn't have to have any previous knowledge. Mm -hmm. When they watched the first Captain America, didn't need previous knowledge, so on and so forth. And then, yes, as it built, you probably did need to see a previous movie to understand what was going on. But now we're in new territory. And we started off with Shang-Chi. Chad and I even did an episode about who is Shang-Chi. Because the two of us even said, this is a character a lot of people probably aren't familiar with. We weren't even that familiar with him to begin with. So we decided to do an episode introducing people to Shang-Chi. And now we're even getting into uh, Miss Marvel, which is... uh, coming to an end on Disney plus we've got uh, Miss Marvel who not only is a very little known character, but they've completely changed everything about her from the comics. And so even if you're a casual fan, if you wanted to do research about the character, you're now getting confused because they're changing so much about these characters. Mm -hmm. And so, so we kind of want to talk about that, you know, is Marvel getting, too comic booky, or is Marvel <laughs> getting too detached from the comic books? Is Marvel gonna gain more viewers, or do you think they're only gonna? They now are only focusing on their core viewership. Uh, there's a, so much to talk about here. So, um, uh, Tim, what do you have to say about all this? Well, it's funny because I think we talked about this once before, and I don't remember which episode or even who. Who it was, maybe I wasn't on the episode, I was just listening to it, but there was the talk of it's becoming, there's so much that's, that now has happened, and um, and I totally lost my thought. Oh my gosh, <laughs> oh, I was right there. 
Um, but but even like you're saying, like to watch cat to watch Miss Marvel, right? You seem to have to have at least some knowledge of Captain Marvel, right? Right. I think you know. I think for me, I just I'll just I'll speak from where I am in in the MCU. I think I've come to the point where you're not going. I feel like they're going to have a hard time topping what they did with Infinity War and Endgame, and a lot of that comes from what they built from the beginning. The yeah. just just the world building and the character arcs and all that that just kind of came to a great final or not say final but a great face off at the end yeah and so they wrap that story they wrap up. that story up it's, so yeah. then mm-hmm. now good or bad we kind of we we as the fans want that again and i don't think they've been giving that to us in the sense of everything that's come out since then probably the closest we've had is spider-man no way home but that was more of a homage to the other Spider-Man incarnations we'd yeah. had, mm-hmm. more so than, ooh, it's telling an MCU story. So, uh, and I just, I was just, you know, I knew we were going to do this recording today, and I just recently read an article where Kevin Feige's now said, it's all going to make sense at the end of Phase 4. And I'm like, who even thought we were in Phase 4? You know, it's like, I heard, you know. Yeah, I'm like, no, I, we're, I, yeah I, we're in Phase I, 4. I forgot but... what phase we were even in, but... I, but We've had the conversations where it does feel disconnected. Like I, even in like Multiverse of Madness, I think part of the letdown for me was we, I was expecting to see at least some of what we've seen already in the TV shows and the previous movies. I mean, there's no mention of Shang Chi. There's no mention of the Eternals. There's mm-hmm. no mention of Falcon and Winter Soldier. You yes, yeah. you did have the tie-in with WandaVision, but that's the very first show that came out two years ago. So was it yeah. too little too late to where now it's like, yeah, I'm excited about Thor, which I know just came out, but I'm not quite as excited as I think I would be if I could see where it's fitting in this overarching story. Like I was excited about the very first Thor knowing that, Hey, the scene at the end of what Iron Man three was them pulling Molnir. So I knew it was kind of giving me a little foretaste of what was coming in the next movie, and we've to- they've totally gone away from that at this point. Yeah. So you brought up something that I, I want to actually play off with you, with you being the the '80s mm-hmm. guy that you are. So a lot of movies, when they either do a sequel or a remake, mm-hmm. they might have cameos. Right. So right. you know, I, I big A Team fan. You know, they made the A-Team movie. <laughs> right. And, you know, Mr. T has a cameo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dirk Benedict had a cameo. Dwight Schultz had a cameo. Yeah. You know, and they even, had cameos. Yeah. And even Liam Neeson made his hair gray as an homage to George Pappard. So even though he yeah. wasn't alive mm-hmm. to be a cameo, there was still a, a nod and an homage there. And then even in the uh, Paul Feig version of Ghostbusters... Mm-hmm. There were the cameos by the original Ghostbusters. But now we're getting into things like, you mentioned Spider-Man No Way Home, in which the cameos (laughs) require us to have seen those movies. Mm -hmm. The Ghostbusters popping up in the the female Ghostbuster movie, 
you didn't have to know they were the Ghostbusters. Right. That right. was for the fans yeah. to go, oh, look, hey, it's the Ghostbusters. But if you were just the regular, you know, if you were a, you know, 16-year-old kid mm-hmm. watching that movie and had never seen the original Ghostbusters, first off, shame on you. <laughs> and then... Exactly. Yeah, and then second... It didn't change your right. experience of that movie. It wasn't a major plot point, or it, you didn't need all that backstory to understand who that person was in that scene. Yes. It was just a cameo. Right. Yeah, but Spider-Man No Way Home, that you can't. Right, right. And, I, kn- I know people are screaming at me, <laughs> I know, Ghostbusters Afterlife yes. Yes. then required you to know right. the original Ghostbusters, and the story of the yeah. original Ghostbusters. Even though, I will mm. even say, because I just recently rewatched Ghostbusters Afterlife, they still gave you a little bit of that backstory. It wasn't, you know, a full recap, but they at least gave us a little bit of the in, in exposition and the old, yeah. you, you know, using like YouTube as, you know, old footage, which I thought was pretty clever. Uh, it still let a... a, a a new someone who who would maybe not have been alive when the original Ghostbusters came out could at least have some former knowledge. You're not getting that with MCU. They're not going to give you a flashback to like there was no flashbacks to WandaVision and Multiverse of Madness. They just yeah, they expected. I, I think this is what I was going to say a minute ago. We've gotten to this point now where Marvel is kind of like, oh, if you're in, you're in. And if you know, you know, yeah. and we're making mm-hmm. this for you. That thing that we're talking about that back with the with this with this with the series, the TV shows, like maybe Falcon and Winter Soldier. It didn't give a lot of backstory about how Falcon knew, or even Bucky Barnes knew uh, Steve Rogers. I mean, we knew they knew him, but you didn't get all of that that we had seen in the previous movies to have all that knowledge going into the story. So let me ask both of y'all a question: Have both of y'all seen Wandavision? Yes. Yes. Okay. Have both of y'all seen Miss Marvel? No. <laughs> so neither of you have seen Miss Marvel. Okay. So next year we get the Marvels. Right. Right. Which okay. is Captain Marvel two, but they're calling it the Marvels. Mm-hmm. And of course, everyone is expecting what'll happen is not only will you have Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, mm-hmm. but you're also going to have Monica Rambo mm-hmm. from. WandaVision right. as Photon, that now she has her powers that we see her gain in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And then we'll also have Miss Marvel, which we've got the Disney Plus show that's uh, that's on now, you know, able to see now. But would a person who doesn't watch Disney Plus, are they going to be able to go see the Marvels and know what's going on? Or do you think that, like, Tim's just saying, do you think that they're just expecting, hey, we know you're watching this stuff, so we're going to come straight into this movie as if you watch this stuff? To me, I kind of feel like it's like Tim had mentioned earlier. It's a it's kind of an MCU club. You know, yeah. they're yeah. they you you come here to watch this movie. You know, you're you're going to have Disney Plus. You're going to do your homework. You're going to know all the backstories you know, nobody is really just going to go to an MCU movie for, you know, a blockbuster, you know, event. It's not going to be like Jurassic Park or Star Wars. You know, people are just like, I just want to go see an action movie. 
Mm. You know, and yeah. there there might be some like my wife wants to go see Thor, but that's mostly because of Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> but you will have the odds and end movies that you know are the action, you know, oh. summer action blockbuster. But you know, nobody was beating down the door to go see Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness that wasn't already a diehard MCU fan. Yep, you I would agree with that. So I feel like they're kind. They kind of know who their clientele is, and they know who's going to go see the movies, who's going to go spend the money, who's going to make the YouTube videos, who's going to make the podcasts about it. <laughs> and you know, until that clientele starts dwindling down. You well, know, and I think that's what we're asking. Mm-hmm. Like, d- will this cause, or do they care? Mm-hmm. Do, are they thinking that it's an acceptable drop drop off? And to me, I think we will see that. As Tim said, we're what, in stage phase four, mm-hmm. moving on to phase five. To me, the last two Marvel movies I saw was Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and The Eternals, which was on Disney Plus. I didn't see it in the theaters. Right. Same. And <laughs> the post credit scenes. I had no earthly idea who those people were. Yeah, but the thing about that is that's always been the case. So uh, Tim had joined me a few episodes ago. We talked about the Avengers. Mm -hmm. And at the the final credit scenes of the Avengers, not only are you introduced to Nick Fury, but you're also, you get a glimpse of Thanos. And, you know, I can tell you right now, the average viewer had no idea right, right, who, who right. especially Thanos was. They mm-hmm. may have, uh, maybe Nick Fury, but no idea who Thanos was. I could almost guarantee you that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, his appearance changed a little bit from that from yeah. Iron Man <laughs> his, post credits. His scene. actor, yeah. the actor, changed right. as well. But yeah, but so you get that uh, that glimpse. But the same point that you're making, I wanted to bring up, and I'm just going to go ahead and, and say, listener, spoiler. Here, spoiler. Uh, if you have not watched Multiverse of Madness, spoiler, jump ahead uh, <laughs> a couple of minutes. And I may say spoiler like every few seconds. But <laughs> but the Illuminati. Right, right. And us seeing, I forgot about Monica's mother's name. I forgot her name. But Rambo being Captain Marvel. The only way you recognized her was you saw Captain Marvel. Then it gets even more vague. You've got uh, Captain Carter. All right. Again, spoilers. Uh, you got Captain Carter, who, although you may recognize Peggy Carter because you saw Captain America, you don't understand that she is this world's version of Captain America because you didn't watch What If on Disney Plus. And again, spoilers to see. Um, Black Bolt. I mean, dear God, did anybody... I, I know I did, but other than diehard Marvel fans, did anybody watch that Inhumans television show to be able to go, oh, that's Black Bolt. No clue. You know, and, the, and that's the same actor that played back Black Bolt. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you know the comics, because they did have him in a great um, version of his comic costume. And, and then it just keeps going. Okay, everybody recognizes Patrick Stewart as Professor X. No problem there. And then, of course, it's not hard to, to realize, again, spoilers, it's not hard <laughs> to realize that John Krasinski was uh, Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. 
But with, again, going back, with Captain Carter being uh, Maria Rambo. Isn't that her name, Maria? Maria Rambo? Uh, um, I think so. I can't, again, it's Monica Rambo's mom, but I can't remember her name. Uh, with her being Captain Marvel, with uh, Peggy Carter being Captain Carter, mm-hmm. and Black Bolt, those three, if you're not a diehard uh, MCU fan, if you didn't watch What If, if you didn't watch Captain Marvel, oh, excuse me, if you didn't watch Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. if you know nothing about the Inhumans, because they're, again, this side <laughs> characters in the comics and this horrible television show on ABC. Mm-hmm. You're going, why is this? Who are these people? Yeah. And it could cause you to just be lost. Like where, where do these people come from? And that's what I'm worried about is that's where we're headed. Again, I don't mind the end credit moments. I don't mind those. You introduce somebody and you go, Ooh, who's that? But you know, you're going to find out right. in the next movie. Right. right. I'm talking about people that are part of the movie you're watching. Mm-hmm. And again, going back, my, my focus is all on this Captain Marvel stuff. The Marvels coming out is going to expect us to have already seen all this previous stuff. Mm-hmm. Not only the first Captain Marvel movie, but again, WandaVision, so you know who Photon is, and Miss Marvel, so you know who uh, Kamala Khan is. Mm-hmm. So that that's my worry. That's my word. I don't mind Easter eggs as well. Um, I know there's one in, uh, we brought up Shang-Chi. I know there's one in Miss Marvel that gives an Easter egg to the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind that. That That's always, that's always fun with movies. That stuff right. I'm talking about, is Marvel starting to put too much in there that they are expecting the audience to know without any prior knowledge? They have to have seen something else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting, like bringing up, I mean, a few things, even with, to your point, and I going back to like Infinity War and Endgame, I kind of wonder if they were kind of testing the waters with some of that. And I only say that because I remember when I saw Infinity War, there were people that were at Infinity War because Black Panther was in it. And there was a lot of people that saw Black Panther just to see Black Panther and had not seen really any of the other Marvel movies, but they went to see Infinity War because Black Panther was in it and were completely lost through most of the movie, you know, because they didn't understand all the backstory and stuff. So, and I guess like, well, look, it still made money, so we're going to do it anyway. You know, that kind of thing. Looking at what's come out to this point of the recording, the only recurring character or the one character that seems to pop up more frequently is Wong. Because he has a cameo (laughs) in Shang-Chi. He's, you know, he's pretty much in Multiverse of Madness. And then he's supposed to be in She-Hulk. Or is it Miss Marvel? Possibly. He's supposed to to be in. I know he's supposed to be a a character in one of the TV shows. So I'm like, what? You know, so that... that Well, and then he he had the the, uh, short cameo in No Way Home, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So it's like... I, I kind of wonder if whatever is coming in phase five, if, you know, what, what Wong has to do, or if is he going to be kind of the piece that brings them all together? Like the Phil Coulson right. of the new, the new right, phase. Right. Oh, I hope he doesn't turn into Phil. Co- I can't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can take, <laughs> right, right. Can, right. I don't know if I can take them killing Wong. No, no. 
Um, and I don't want him to like them to turn him evil where he becomes the big bad either. So let's not take that route. I think we still got uh, too much of. Oh, and that brings me to the other thing: Kang the Conqueror, mm-hmm. who is supposed, I, who I guess we're assuming is the next big bad. Um, you know, we get to. I don't know if they'll do anything before then, uh, but as of right now, we know the next time we'll see him is in Quantumania. Right. Right. But again, are are they going to write it so that we will know who he is because we watched Loki? <laughs> yeah, I, the, the the article that I read with Ke- about Kevin Feige made a comment about because he was the Kang the Conqueror variant in Loki, that just because you're having the same actor, he may be a different variant of Kang in Quantumania. So don't expect him to be the same version you saw in Loki. Well, no, I don't expect him to be the same version, right. but what I'm saying is, are they going to expect us to already know who he is? Yeah. You know, are they going to expect us, you know, expects us to know that he is a variant of he who remains right. Right. from Loki. Yeah. Uh, that, that's more what I'm looking at. And then talking about information, don't know if this is confirmed, but there's been a lot of reports online about the Thunderbolts. Yeah, yeah. And, okay, when you bring together the Avengers, that's one thing. Because you're bringing together the main stars Mm -hmm. of the movies. So, as soon as people see, oh, this is a movie that's got Iron Man, Thor, Captain America in it, they go back and they go, okay, here's the Iron Man movie, here's the Thor movie, Mm -hmm. here's the Captain America movie. But when you do the Thunderbolts, and you've got Abomination, and you've got possibly Ghost... And you've got Yelena and a mm-hmm. uh, U.S. agent. You're going, where are these people from? <laughs> right, right. You really need a and Disney you're Plus having, subscription to know that at this point. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, an abomination, even though he did make his appearance, make that, uh, that appearance in Shang-Chi, you would have to go all the way back to mm. the Incredible Hulk. The second movie of the MCU. <laughs> That's very loosely tied into the MCU at this point. Yeah. But but it's the same abomination, same yeah, actor true, true. And, and everything. But yeah, you know, how how do you make that movie work without having to go back and re-explain who all of these people are? Mm-hmm. Because if you did not watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you're going to look at this U.S. agent guy and go, hey, who's this... <laughs> wish version of captain america <laughs> right yeah if you haven't seen every meme since that episode yeah. came out you know um yeah it's and man he looks a lot like kurt russell <laughs> hey everybody laramie here hope you're enjoying the show you may have noticed that justin's been very quiet recently and that's because we did not discover until after we had finished recording that a glitch had happened on Justin's end and his audio stopped recording. So Tim and I kept the conversation going, but there was parts that Justin uh, was missing from. I did my best to edit it as best I could to kind of ignore that, but I had to bring it up, especially right here because Justin brings up a point of wanting to see Michael Pena, and I know you've seen memes and all of this uh, for that, but to have Michael Pena's character of Louise from Ant-Man actually uh, give summary of each of the MCU movies. 
And so he made that point, and that is where we are going to pick up is after Justin made that point. I apologize that Justin's not there. Justin feels terrible about it, uh, but he made a great point here. So we're going to continue from that. So enjoy. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely want that. Yeah. Disney Plus did a short little thing that my, my girls watched, and it was like Olaf Presents. And it was these short little seven-minute, maybe even shorter than that, mm-hmm. uh, of where Olaf pretty much summarizes an entire Disney movie. So, like, he does The Lion King, and he 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 acts it out. You know, just like he did in Frozen 2 mm-hmm. when he retells the entire story of the first Frozen they have him do that with several of the uh, Disney movies. And that's exactly what I want to see. I mm-hmm. want to see uh, that character from Ant-Man. I want to see him tell all of the Marvel movies. Like just, and But again, again, though, <laughs> we're talking about putting that on Disney+. Plus. Right. And if they're going to put that on Disney+, Plus, I mean, people could already be watching all the stuff anyway. But, so it's, but at this point... His explanation may be as long as watching one of the movies because <laughs> he's got so much. He's got so much he's got to cover. Like, how do you, yeah, how do you decide what? Well, I guess you know it's kind of one of those you know previous back in the day when they had the previously on. Yeah. You know they may not just show you what was in the episode before, like the previous episode. They're showing yeah. you key things that you need to know that's going to be referenced this episode, even if it was from two seasons ago. They're going to show. They'll, you know, they'll show like this character pop like, oh, that guy looks familiar. Where's he from? And then you're like, oh, in the beginning, previously on, they showed his character. So you would. I will say, though, Disney Plus is pretty good with that. Yeah. Because I I can't recall so much from a Marvel show, but the Star Wars shows, yes. they will show yeah. scenes yeah. from some of the movies. And they've done that on some so of the So that Marvel, you'll understand. Yeah. They've done that yeah. on the Marvel shows, too, because I think they, I can't remember which Marvel show it was. And maybe it was only it was only on one of them, but it seemed like they showed some clips from the actual movies, not just the TV show, to kind of give mm-hmm. you context for that episode. So l- let's just go ahead and give our, our final opinion with all this that we we've talked about and all that. Do we think Marvel's okay with the way they're going about this, or do we think they need to course correct? because they're probably going to lose a lot of viewership. They're obviously not going to lose us. Like <laughs> we're going to watch it. Right. We're going to watch it period. Right. You know, they they could they could come out with uh I, I know there's already talks about doing like Wonder Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that. people are probably going to who the crap's Wonder Man? <laughs> I'll go see Wonder Man. Um especially if it's Nathan Fillion. <laughs> I'll go see Wonder Man. Uh, but if they were to come out with another Man Thing movie, and yes, there has already been a Man Thing movie for anybody who didn't know. Uh, but if they were to come out with another Man Thing movie, I mean, people are gonna go, "Wait, isn't that Swamp Thing?" <laughs> no, it's Man Thing. It's Marvel's version. Right. I'll still go see it. Right. Uh, no matter how random the characters are, I mean, they proved it could work. Guardians of the Galaxy, exactly. Yeah. Completely exactly. random group of comic characters became huge in the movies. Mm-hmm. So. Do we think that they're okay that Kevin Feige, the amazing mind that he is, is he is, is it going to work? Mm-hmm. Do we think he has a plan that it's going to work or do we think that maybe he should consider course correcting in order to not lose fans? So Tim, what's your thoughts? Um I think course correct is probably not the term that I would use. I think I'll put it this way. I think Kevin Feige has earned enough trust for those of us that have been with the MCU from the beginning 
Like you said, I think... Yeah, but that's not who we're talking yeah, about. We're talking yeah. about people who haven't been... But I don't think they're going to course correct for those people. And maybe that's the bad part. Like, I think... I think they feel like... Uh, I don't know. Because I, you're talking about the MCU began in 2008. Right. And it's... I mean, we're approaching 2023. Yeah. So we're 15 years in. Mm-hmm. So that means your teenagers, teenagers, unless they, you know, had a parent probably, or unless they just are, became a comic book fan as they grew up and went back and watched all this stuff, they're coming in fresh. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're coming in with new, new eyes right. to anything that's happening right now. So I think that's what we're looking at is, is the MCU still going to work for those, for the the new audience, for the new audience? Yeah, but I'm no, but I don't think, I don't think they'll course correct in the sense of like, I don't think they're going to try to go back and rehash. And maybe it's because of Disney plus, because I guess they're going to think, well, if they want to see what's happened before, then they have they, to get a they, Disney Plus. They have Disney Plus, and they can go back and they yeah. can watch everything to this point, um, or even those little vignettes that they yeah, create on yeah, Disney Plus. Yeah. Which that you know, yeah. which was, which I can say is probably a, that was probably a very good marketing, a good plan uh, to have those things. Like they even did that for Lightyear. I mean, they had a you know giving you the backstory of you know uh, Buzz Lightyear from the Toy Story movies to give you somewhat of a context. So. Um, yeah, I I think it's, I don't know what the best word is. I think, I think for me, I have enough trust in Kevin Feige that if he says, if we're going to understand as we get closer to phase five, then I'm, I'm going to say that that's going to happen. Uh, for, for those of us that are wanting a little bit more connectivity at this point, for the casual fan, and maybe it's just maybe it's kind of the movie culture we're in now. If it's a big movie, people are going to go and go see it because they don't want to be left out, even if they may not fully understand everything. Yeah, that's a good point. So um, they're looking for that theater experience, uh, and and then they just have the nerd friend like us exactly. who can explain yeah, everything yeah. to. I'll just yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just listen to moving panels over. They'll explain everything. And it was at this point that Justin made a great point regarding the time it takes to watch a show on Disney Plus. So we'll continue from there. You know, that's a good point because you've got to invest more in a TV show, especially yeah. the way that Disney Plus is where it's a new episode every week. It's not like a Stranger Things. Which again, where like, I love, though. Yeah. I'm not going oh, yeah, yeah. to lie. But, you know, but you, you, know, you kind of get spoiled watching you know, the new season of Stranger Things. Like, I can binge this in a weekend. And I've seen it all instead of I've got to make Well, you've seen half of it because they they only only released the first half of a season. Uh, But no, I get your point. Yeah, Yeah. but at the same time, like we're and I've I've had that even before the Marvel thing, like me and my wife will get into like TV shows and that's all we'll watch is TV shows for like a couple of weeks. And I'm like, you know what? I just need a movie. I need just a movie that has a beginning, a middle and an end in an hour and 40 minutes. And I can breathe, you know, it's like instead of like this yeah. waiting for next week and the anticipation of what happened, you know. Because that that is the thing with the Disney Plus shows is they're not the episodic television that you would get out of something like, you know, uh, NCIS mm-hmm. or um, Grey's Anatomy right, in which right. you have a story that begins and ends in that hour. Mm-hmm. 
there may be something that begins and ends in that hour, but the intention is, is you're getting one story over six to eight episodes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. depending on the show. Um, and so, yeah, I, I definitely understand that. I, I agree with both of you. Um, I don't think Marvel's going to suffer for this or Disney's going to suffer for any of this. I think again, that they are dry. <laughs> they're kind of using it to drive people to, uh, Disney plus and get those Disney plus subscriptions. I mean, it drives people to the internet mm-hmm. and looking up things, which I think is honestly, I think is a great thing. Oh yeah. I really do. It, you know, gets people out there, gets people interested, um, especially in something like this. If you can get, if, if because your movies are confusing people, you get more people consuming comic material. Mm-hmm. They still, then win. that's, yeah, that's good all around mm-hmm. for the comic world. And so I'm fine with that. Now the conversation about is, are we oversaturated? Uh, that, that's a whole another conversation <laughs> that I think maybe we should, uh, think about having coming back for another one shot on that, yeah. but we'll wrap this one up. You know, tell us what you think. Uh, we're on social media, uh, at moving panels, um, so just uh, just let us know, or you can email us, movingpanels at gmail.com. Uh, just get out there uh, and let, let us know. You know, Do you think there's too much MCU? Uh, do you wish there was more MCU? Uh, are you confused by the MCU? <laughs> but uh, just let us know. Uh, but for today, for Moving Panels, I'm Laramie Wells, and I'll see you on the other side of the page. love movies of a certain age? Do you miss the days of VHS tapes and VCRs and video rental stores? Is the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? If you want to go back to school, back to the future, or even back to the beach, then the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast is for you. I'm Tim Williams, the creator and host, and on each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host as we revisit a different 80s flick to discuss our first-time watch memories, iconic scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories along the way. New episodes drop every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. What seems to be the problem, pal? There's just so much pain in the world, so many issues. I don't think I can bear it. Well, friendo, it sounds like you could use a dose of pop culture roulette. Pop culture roulette? What's that? Some sort of pop culture themed podcast or something? That's right, sonny boy. When hope seems far, dive into some PCR. But I already get my entertainment news from Variety. Huh, that's pretty good. If you're a chucklehead, PCR gives you news you need, condensed, unfiltered, and raw, from three nerds who know a little something about something. Wow, okay, sign me up. That's the spirit. Pop Culture Roulette. New episodes every Monday, available on all major podcast directories.